each time we gather to celebrate the Eucharist, the Lord, the Lord speaks to our hearts, and he speaks to our hearts, revealing himself more and more each day, showing who he is, who the Father is. He wants to know the truth. He wants to hear the truth and embrace it. Today, as we look at John's Gospel from John 3, 31, 36, there's one thing that comes across to us is, is Jesus in the Gospel of John, as we can hear, he wants to tell us, he wants to show us who he is. And it's almost like pleading with us to embrace, to accept him. Here it is, the Son of God, and as well as the Son of Man, because he's fully incarnate. And he is asking us to accept and accept his words as truth. And the Lord gives us these, these uh, reflections. He says, you know, the one who comes from above is above all. And, and it is the one who is of the earth is, is, is earthly and speaks of earthly things. You know, in some ways, what the Lord is saying is that, that to us is, I come from, from the Father. I want to share with you who the Father is. I want to reveal to you the fullness of the truth, who the Father is and what is my mission, what is my purpose, and what am I to do. And, and, and the Lord says, you know, the people, sometimes they listen. If those who are, you know, of, you know, we know, you know, people who are earthly minded, they know lots about things. People who are business minded, know, they know a lot about business. If you want to have someone who will guide you in a legal profession because you have some legal issues, you go to a lawyer. You just don't go just to anybody, which means the Lord is basically saying, you know, uh, you know, I have received from the Father. I am, I share in, the, in, the, in the, the very substance of the Father, because Jesus was uh, is fully human and yet fully divine because he's the eternal word of God. He's the eternal son of God who knows and understands. And so he wishes to reveal these things in human way so that we may grasp, we may understand. We may understand in a human way who God is and what he, what he does for us. And so, and the Lord says further, and the one who is from above, the one who is above, the one who has shared the glory of God, because as a son of God, before all, all time came into existence, before everything, there was God. And with God, there was the Son who gave him, he, he begot his, you know, begot him, he has been begotten from all eternity, sharing, sharing the divinity with God the Father, sharing in that divine, divine nature. And, and so he's the one, he testifies what he has seen and heard. This is how Jesus speaks. He testifies what he has seen and heard, what is from above. And yet the Lord complains, yet people do not accept his testimony. You know, in other places in the gospel, Jesus says to the people, he says, you, you accept the testimony of people that this is true, and yet you don't wish to accept the testimony that I have because as, a, as, as God's son. But whoever does accept his testimony certifies that God is trustworthy. So whoever believes in Jesus, believes in this, in his gospel, believes in the truth that he brings to us, that he is the son of God, who out of love for us has died for us, 
for out of love for us who embrace our human nature except for sin to show us how to live as in, in a human way serving the lord loving the lord serving one another you know this is what he's he's reminding us and but he says that whoever does accept the testimony certifies that god the father is trustworthy that god the father is the one who has revealed these these truths to us for the one whom God send, speaks the words of God, and he does not ration his gift of the Spirit, because the fullness of the Holy Spirit is in Jesus. You know, the, the people of God believe that God's word is being brought forth by the Spirit, and it's, it's the truth of who God is. But it's not just accepting the, the not, not only receiving the truth, but also accepting it. Receiving it, so we hear it. But accepting as we say, no, this is true. And I wish to live according to that, to that revelation itself. This is what Christian perfection is all about, is that when we hear the obedience, that means we hear God, because that's what the word Latin means, obedire, to listen, to hear. And so when we hear God's word, we embrace it, and we wish to place it and make it reality in our life. And that, that, is, that, that is what the Lord wishes us to, to do. For the, for, for the Lord does not ration the gift of his spirit. He gives us the truth through the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives us this dynamic dimension of truth. It's not only sort of like static, we read it and it's okay, well, just like the, you know, you can say this, this floor is, is you know, the deep green color. That's a fact, but it doesn't say anything about the, that this being part of the sanctuary. It's part of where the holy sacrifice of mass is offered. There's so much more, which means that God's word when it comes to us is it can be just accepted as well, just another truth along the truth, but not the most important one. No, it, we're to accept it as the, as the greatest truth because it's a salvific truth. It saves us from our brokenness. It saves us from death because it brings us right into, into, the, into life of glory. You know, the Lord takes us, you know, he, he takes us, you know, beyond the grave and receives us, receives our souls, and, and then we're waiting for the resurrection of the body. So to listen to, to this truth. And then another aspect which the Lord speaks is that the Father loves the Son and has given everything over to him. The Father leaves all creation to the Son through whom all creation was made. And also the, the Father leaves all the judgment to the Son. He is the Son of, Son of God, He is the Son of Man. So leaves everything to Him, and we know we receive the fullness of life from Him. We receive fullness of forgiveness. We receive the sacraments. We see, receive the, the church as the body uh, of, of believers. Uh, you know, uh, a part of the church is the gift of Christ. So, so we hear the Father loves the Son and has given everything over to, to Him. And so whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever believes in the Son, whoever accepts his word as truth, has eternal life. But whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but, but the wrath of God remains upon him, which means the sin still remains there, and the sin that separates us from, from the Father. He does not allow us to enter heaven. 
So again, the invitation through this gospel is that we not only accept the testimony of Jesus, but allow Jesus to form within us a new person, a new Adam, the new Eve, that is, that, is, that is destined for glory. Because God, the Father's gift through his Son, is that we, he will be, that he will give us salvation, that he will give us this renewed, regenerated existence. And this is why today in our first reading, we see that the, the apostles embraced, completely embraced the teachings of, of the Lord Jesus. Yes, they struggled, as we know. Even Peter denied him. And yet they, they all came under the power of the Holy Spirit to a complete conviction. They, they really relied on, on that gift of the Holy Spirit to guide them in that fullness of truth. And they had received also that zeal, that, that courage, that strength to proclaim uh, you know, the, Lord's, the Lord's good news to everyone without fear. And so we have here, uh, we go back to the Acts of the Apostles as we continue. And as you know that, you know, the, uh, it's Peter and John who heals that, that crippled man. And then what, what happened is that this crippled man is, is, is shown to the, you know, to the Pharisees and Sadducees. And of course, they confront, they confront him. They, they want to confront Jesus. Uh, 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 as we know, uh, who is this Jesus? And, and so, so what, what they do is they arrest Peter and John because they're preaching. They're preaching and teaching uh, in the precincts of the temple of Jerusalem. They arrest them. They put them into jail. The, then the community of, of, of the believers prays for them. And the angel releases them from prison. And not only that, but, but, but immediately when they're released, the angel of God tells them, go and preach and proclaim. So they're back in the temple of Jerusalem. But now the sort of this kind of irony here, uh, because what happens is that the, uh, when they were placed in jail, the next morning, Sanhedrin, so the ruling body wants to have a quick judgment uh, and a, a, a trial here and, and quick judgment, summary judgment. And so what we have here is that they gather and they ask the, uh, the, the guard to bring him from prison, but they're not there. The captain of the guard says they're not there. They don't know what happened to them. And they don't realize, uh, but, but some people have informed them, no, the, the, those that you arrested are preaching uh, already in front of the temple of Jerusalem. So, so here it is, the Sanhedrin gathers. Many of them are Pharisees, but a lot of them are also Sadducees. And so, so they, 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 they sent the temple guard again to, to arrest them again and bring them to the, to the Sanhedrin. And so the, there they are right now. They're brought again. And, and the first thing is that the, the, the Sanhedrin, which, which, which is trying to, to place judgment on them. So when the court officers had brought the apostles in and made them stand before Sanhedrin, the high priest questioned them. We gave you strict orders. Did we not? to stop teaching in that name. Okay, you, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and want to bring this man's blood upon us. Because there were the Sanhedrin, obviously when they gathered, they, they were the ones who, who condemned Jesus to death. It is better for one man to die than the whole nation to be destroyed. 
And so what we have here is now the, 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 the interesting thing again is that uh, uh, the Sadducees, first of all, they did not believe in the angels. The Sadducees did not even believe in the resurrection. And here it is, the angel, they are giving witness that the angel brought them freedom from, from, from prison. And in fact, that's what happened. And the Sadducees are not the ones who accept, you know, the, the reality of angels. And so, of course, this is sort of ironic here that, 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 you know, that these apostles give witness to the angel who, who brought them from uh, freedom from prison. But not only that, but they don't believe in resurrection. So therefore, again, the apostles, what are they preaching? Resurrection. Okay. You know, that's why I think that, that you know, the, 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 the Sanhedrin and the especially Sadducees have extreme difficulties here with, with, with what Peter and John are doing. Okay, so, but Peter and the apostles said in reply, okay, they're threatening them. They're threatening them. Why they are doing this? Of course, you know, they're, they're fearing the consequences. But St. Peter gets up and he says, we must obey God rather than man. We must obey God rather than man. And, and, and so here, again, it's an invitation to us, all of us. We must obey God. How many times in our, in our lives, at work, or in, a, in, a, in, a, in a social interactions between people, in a political environment, uh, how about in the families, ourselves between spouses, we must obey God rather than man. Why? Because God has a special gift for us, and that's the gift of eternal life, of glory, of freedom. God is giving himself to us. That's why we must obey him, not because, because you know, we, we have a choice in a sense. Yes, we, absolutely we have a choice, but he offers us eternal life, and no one else does. He, whom, to whom should we go when the disciples begin? Some of them were leaving on account of the Eucharist. And Jesus says to him, are you going to leave me too? And, and, uh, and again, Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. You're the one who's able to take us where we are right now in our human limitations with you know, brokenness and sinfulness and, yet, and death. But you have the words of everlasting life. And so, and again, Peter gives witness, we must obey God rather than man. And then they, they kind of challenged the Sanhedrin, challenged the people who, who, who were gathered there to, to pass judgment on them. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus, though you had killed him by hanging him on a tree. And yet God exalted him in his right hand as a leader and savior to grant Israel repentance and forgiveness of sins. Here, Peter is, is actually proclaiming the, the kerygma, the proclamation giving to Sanhedrin. He's teaching them as to what, why are they doing it? Because says, why are you doing this? Because in him there's life. And, and we have to offer, and, and, and we have to listen to God because what, what he is doing is that God has exalted him as our savior and our leader so that he may grant all people of God, Israel, repentance and forgiveness of sins. And why are we doing this? Because we're witnesses of these things. We're witnesses and, and is the Holy Spirit, as is the Holy Spirit whom God has given 
to those who obey him. And so not only are they saying what Jesus gives them, but for those who accept his truth, the Holy Spirit will be with them. He will give them the, 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 that, that, that deep sense of knowledge as well as give them the, the heart that listens, the obedient heart. So when they heard this, when the Sanhedrin heard this, they became infuriated and wanted to put them, put them to death because it is, it is for them, it was an accusation as they said, it says we gave you the strict orders and because you know why? Because you want to bring this man's blood upon us. Of course, they're, you know, they're, they're, they want to listen to the, they're afraid of people. They want to listen to the people uh, rather than God. And they want to justify themselves before the people, why they did the things that they did. And yet we know that it is the Lord himself I think today, if we were to look at the readings, what the Lord is inviting us to come to him. For God so loved the world that sent, sent his only son. He does not want us to be condemned. He does not want us to be rejected. He does not want us to be left untended, but he's drawing us. And the second aspect is the Lord says, I do hear you. I hear your whispers. I, see, I hear the cry of all those who, are, who long for, for redemption. I hear every one of you who longs to welcome me into, into your life, and I will respond to you. I will respond because I, I am a God who is, is full of compassion and love and mercy. I, I respond because I'm close to the broken-hearted. I'm close to those who are crushed in spirit. And you, know, and, and, you know, the Lord is reminding us that he wants to be there with us, walk on this journey. So we don't, when we have problems with courage to live our faith, when we have difficulties with listening and being attentive to the Lord, because we want to set aside his teaching for some other purposes or for some other goods, or, or just sometimes we feel like, well, you know, if I follow the Lord, then I have to change my life. Um, the Lord is inviting us. He's telling us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I will be with you. I will guide you. I'll give you the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I will not ration the Holy Spirit for you. I'll give you that fullness of the Holy Spirit. I'll give you that full knowledge of my, my teaching, of this truth, and especially the teaching that he is alive. Through the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is alive. He's telling us that we can implement this teaching into our lives, even if it's a very slow process. And then he will be with us through the sacraments, that he will give us that fullness of life through the sacramental gifts, the Eucharist, you know, and when we have sinned through penance or, or that if we are sick and dying, especially through the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, that the Lord will give us the forgiveness of sins. He will help us to be restored and healed. All those gifts that God gives to us. And above all, when we turn to him, we will experience a companionship, that awareness of his presence. He will grant us the strength and courage to remain at peace no matter what happens to us, no matter what the difficulties may be surrounding us, because that his, his love is so great. It's so great that it's beyond our grasp. And yet this love, which is fully divine, and yet in many ways human, because it's a tender heart of God manifested in Jesus. He wants, to know, he wants us to know who he is, wants to have us welcome him and experience his divine presence, divinizing grace. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.